Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Feudal Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today is a continuation of the Asterisk War. This is part two for season two. And yes, I, I, I gotta say, if... They were pushing hard for a season two in the first season. They were pushing so hard for a season three. They might as well have been giving birth to triplets. They were trying. They were trying. And I say trying because as it stands, as of today, video recording, there is no season three yet. And I'm kind of sad because I thought there was like a, a book ending here. I didn't realize that the last two seasons were pushing so hard. It would be like if your sitcom had a life of its own and was like, wait, we're not really scheduled for a season three, but we're going to tell you about it to try to force the execs to give us a season three. And they foreshadowed so much shit. Ugh. Did you did you watch the dub or the sub? I, I watched the sub. You, you'll know what I'm talking about in the last episode when you've got the evil villain that laughs like she, she, she. You're like, no, if you wanted to introduce somebody who's innately evil, don't start off with the evil laugh. No one will walk up to you. She, 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 she. I'm your favorite person. Well, apparently in this one, they do. Apparently in this one, this is something that they do. Um, also, I, I, I will say this. Um, they did reference at least something they referenced in the very first episode of season one. They finally, you know, brought some more information to the handkerchief. You know, the handkerchief that that was just absolutely mind boggling as to what the hell was so important about it. And then you learn towards the end of season two, the last three episodes about this individual and her name is Ophelia. And that's who who gave uh, Julius the handkerchief. No, nah, she didn't give it to her. She embroidered a specific part. The entire orphanage gave it to her. Right, right. I, I thank you. She did uh, embroider it. Um, you also learned that Ophelia is the first person to um, be genetically made into uh, what are they called? The genealogist, Genesis, some whatever, whatever they want to. Yeah, I always just, I just always assume they're called Strata. Okay, she's the first one that's been genetically modified into being one. Um, you also learn that the great calamity that ends up happening uh, uh, for the Genestella, Genestella was actually asteroids coming and crashing down. Very um, <laughs> original. Very um, Black Panther-esque. Yes, except this one uh, affected the whole world and people are naturally born into this now. Uh, one can assume anyways. Uh, you all also, they spent a majority of the time where season one left off during the Phoenix Festa, which is a, uh, tag team battle, so to speak. It's two versus two. And it, it basically continues on with 
Julius and Ayato fighting their way through, eventually winning the Phoenix Festia. You also learn that his sister, and you were right about this, you called it, you said you don't believe she's dead. I said she's probably uh, dead, but not in the same sense. And we were both kind of right. She is, basically, she sealed herself, and she's in an apparent death state, is what she's in. So yeah, she's no, not I, live, but she's not de- uh, dead either. She's just I would, there. I would equate that to she's probably in a space outside of time, if that makes any sense. She's bonded herself to that specific moment in time. And the reason I believe that is she's in the tank, but she's not hooked up to life support, which means they have not fed her. She has not been given nutrients, and yet she's still technically alive. Right. Well, we can assume that they haven't fed her or anything else like that. We don't know the specifics about it. Just that, hey, guess what? She's actually not dead. Great. Also, um, they point out that the that you can uh, put a freeze with uh, air quotes freeze on your uh, ogre lux ogre lux, and it's only because the Ogre Lux start acting out and starts rebelling against you and you can no longer control it. It no longer wants to work with you. And so they play at that a little bit. So you you gain some knowledge, a little bit more knowledge about the Ogre Luxes, even though it's really small. You learn that his sister's not really dead. She's in an apparent death state and she sealed herself with her own powers, which is the cause for her to be in that specific state. So you were... You were proven in this season to be correct when you said they have their own individual, almost soul type of thing. And you were proven to be correct when you said she wasn't really dead and that she, she'll she probably turn up somewhere. She did. She did. She turned up in a hospital. Mostly dead, but alive. Very much alive. Mostly dead, but still with a pulse. So we're good. Exactly. Um, uh, what I will say, which is kind of cool, is after in the second season, when they do win the the Festa thing, I forget the name of it. Phoenix Festa. Phoenix Festa. You find out that an Ogre Lux is the only thing that can block another Ogre Lux. It's kind of cool in the sense of if you've got this, you can cut through damn near anything except itself. It's like a diamond blade, if you will. Yeah. Also, we learned that a Apparently, Ayato has the ability to truly and fully unlock the barrier and chains that is on him. And why he waited to do it during a battle to unlock one of the chains is beyond me. Well, see, I actually I did a little bit of uh, repet- repetition. I watched that one episode, that one specific part, like eight or nine times just so I could. I thought we were going to argue about it. I wanted to be right at least once. But <laughs> I actually know what happened. Okay. In that specific point, okay, his sister has the ability to bind things and to imprison things. And what she's done to his his uh, abilities is essentially bind them and imprison them in different, uh, let's call them chests for, for just simplicity's sake. Like uh, if you're going into a dungeon, you have to open chests and get crap. So what she did in this particular case is she put a chest inside of a chest inside of a chest inside of a chest. Now, the most outer chest, he's able to open temporarily by breaking the lock, but it's a self-sealing lock that will fix itself in five minutes, hence his five-minute time limit. Now, the key in order to open these 
like like I was just saying, he could break it open like you would with a hammer, but it's a temporary open. What he needs to do is he needs to find the appropriate key for the appropriate lock. In this particular case, relying on somebody else is the key to open the first chest. And when the girl was like, hey, lean on me, he realized he felt something click, and that's when the chains changed color. He's like, wait a second. Holy crap, I think I figured it out. I need some time to to work on this. And that's when he came to the realization. Yeah, no, that that's right. He does. And uh, but I would argue one thing against what you were saying. It's not the first chest that he unlocks, it's the second one. What's the first one? Uh, uh, the first one was done beforehand because how would he have known to do that beforehand had he not already done it before? Well, he knows the chant. So, okay, fine. You know what? And again, let me, let me, let me bring up to another thing that I was right about. You don't hear him chant every single time he has to break the chains or anything else. Cause again, again, he breaks the chains for a couple of the fights, but for the majority of the rest of the fights throughout the rest of the season, you don't see that chant anymore. You just know he breaks the chains. So I, I would argue that because the announcer calls it his performance which means he does it every single time. And she remarks when he does not do it because one of his friends was kidnapped and used as a pawn so that he wouldn't power up. No, he did power up. He just didn't power up with the Ogre Lux. And the reason why he didn't do it with the Ogre Lux is because the Ogre Lux was quote unquote sealed away because it was nope. being frozen, supposedly nope, it because wasn't. it was going out of control. But that no, it wasn't. Well, yeah, no, we, we obviously know it wasn't going out of control, but... Oh, oh okay. The, the official story is what you're referring to. Yeah, I'm a, referring to the official story. That's why I said, quote unquote, it went out of control. Okay. Uh, we all know it wasn't going out of control. It was just a, a way to get him to seal it up because once you force that seal on it, it will never be usable by you again because you basically betray its trust. Which is what uh, the one of the main villains, you can uh, say, Dirk, was trying to do. He was trying to make it so that way Ayato wouldn't be able to use it. And he powered up then without the Ogre Lux. And this is after he was already, uh, he had already re released his uh, power to be able to go up for an hour. Yeah, that was the first chest. It wasn't a power up. It was just he's able to sustain his max. Or yeah, his, he's his, his starting point, his base stat. He's able to now use it, break the chain, so to speak, as he said it now for up to an hour. And and so and enhance the amount of time the, that he's going to be able to do it. And it's for up to an hour. And, he, and that's what he says to Julie's, too. He's now able to do it for an hour and not just five minutes. Damn. I mean, it's <laughs> there's such potential for decent writing. Yeah. It's really sad that the powers that be decide that they just don't want it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Makes very little sense, but we're not here to make sense. We're here. We're here to talk. Yeah. We're here to discuss the folly of others. So in this particular case, I think that the setup was decent. I think that they were really pushing for a third season because the way that they set it up, the Phoenix Festa was two on two. This new one is actually four on four. Is it four on four or five? On, no, it's five on five. Five on five? Claudia, Julius, Ayato, Saya, and then uh, Kryn. It's up to five people can enter. You can enter individually, but you don't stand a chance. You have to have 
up to five people can enter on your team. And it's it's the schools fighting each other rather than people. Much, much like the way it was during the Phoenix Fessia. And then you also learn that there's another one. So you have uh, the single ones where it's one-on-one. Then you had the Phoenix Fessia, which is a uh, two versus two. And then the Gladius, I think is what it, what it is for the five versus five. And sounds about right. And from them saying that, I mean, like they spent nine, I want to say nine episodes just in the fighting for the Phoenix Fessia, nine of the 12 episodes for this. And the last three, they seem to be lining everything up to just chuck it right at you to say, Hey, we're going to be back for a season three. We're going to be back for a season three. Don't worry. We're going to explain all this. We're going to, we're going to give you all these details. It's like, Hey, you know what? This person over here. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now we told you about this one. Now let's talk about this person over here. Hey, guess what? We don't know why, but this person's over here trying to kill you. We don't know really why or what, what's going on. Oh, Claudia, you have a wish. Cool. We don't want to enlighten anyone to this. So we're going to move past that. Hey, guess what? You're actually a pseudo king. You don't really matter, but you know what? We're not going to elaborate much further on that. Let's move on to this over here. Hey, guess what? The orphanage is actually fine. Cool. Right on. Hey, guess what? Ayato, even though you're ranked number one and you're supposed to be getting extra money and have your own private room now because you're on the page one of the thing and it's been a couple of months. Guess what? You're not getting any of that jack squad anyway. So cool. Sounds great. Sounds wonderful. I mean, like, <laughs> and as fast as I threw that all at you, imagine having that all thr- thrown at you, but with more in three episodes and then have them push so hard. It's like, yes, there's going to be a season three and it's been a couple of years. There's no season three. What I was always curious about, what the hell happened to the money they were supposed to win? Are they splitting it evenly? How much is it? Does it go to the school? Does it go to the individual? Because it sounds like it goes to the people. Yeah. Well, what happened was uh, you don't learn how much money won. You just learned that Julius was able to give money to the orphanage to save it. So you don't even know if Ayato got any money. In fact, you even learned that she was sending the orphanage money from being on the page one of the school's list for the top fighters. You get money for that and you get your own private room for that. And Ayato was still shacking up with some, with a roommate and apparently he wasn't getting any of the funds for being number one. Don't know about you, but it sounds profitable. Sounds super profitable. I mean, like that would give me major motivation to stay number one. If I'm getting a nice <laughs> paycheck and not only that, I'm getting my own private room. I don't have to shack up with a roommate. Heck yes. All day, every day, please. One of the things I really question, though, is is when I watch shows like these, when I watch uh, anime series like this, why is it that the high schoolers are the ones that are insanely powerful and being thrown into war? Why are they the ones being pitted against each other in deathly situations? Well, because the people who pull the strings don't want to die. Well, no kidding, but, <laughs> but I mean, like, think about it, right? These, these kids are, are strong, right? And they're supposedly really super strong. And they're that towards the end of the last couple episodes, they go up against a guy who's supposedly supposed to be really strong because he's wanted internationally and he's supposed to be an assassin and he's able to be taken down really fairly easily. I would argue by, by these kids. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but the older you get, obviously the weaker you get. You peak around what? 14, 15? Is that what we're saying? And yes. then once you hit your 20s, 
you know, you're still kind of badass, but not really. By the time you hit your 30s, dude, you're you're basically a feeble old man. What they did try to clarify that by saying when these hit, a new generation was born that basically outstripped everyone as far as power, speed, stamina, not necessarily intelligence. Um, and corporations were were built. And for some reason, to get to the higher ups of specific companies, you have to lose. And I quote your humanity. I don't know what that means. I don't know if you have to become a monster, but basically you uh, drive around in a van. You have free candy spray painted on it and you kidnap children <laughs> for diabolical tests and uh, science, you know, all in the name of science. And you Sign laugh right maniacally up. as you sit back and enjoy it. Sign me right up. That That is my cup of tea, right? There. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, also, you have to incur copious amounts of debt to be able to do it, too. You can't do it for free, man. You got to rack up that debt first. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's that's that, that that's a bit too extreme for me. I can't do debt that way, sir. All right, fine. Just be a creeper out in the middle of a school parking lot then. <laughs> how, how did you know? Uh, I don't know. Telepathetic, I guess. <laughs> Why not just say just pathetic? No, because I prefer telepathetic. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm not normal pathetic. I am telepathetic. Exactly. All right. So, needless to say, in the second season, not too much really goes on in the terms of other than what we we honestly just explained. Like, there, there really is. They spend a majority of the time fighting. He unlocks a, a layer of power to extend his the duration he can fight at full speed, uh, full power. Oh, he does uh, remember one ability uh, that his sister taught him once. Uh, darn it! What one is of the it hidden called? Techniques. Yeah, one of the hidden techniques. Basically, you can see what your surroundings are. Yeah, and that's basically it. The rest of the time is them pushing season three so hard and them throwing everything they can at you in the hopes in the hopes that there will be a season three so that way they can explain everything it's kind of sad honestly it is it is super sad again they they did round out a couple of things they referenced in season one which is good maybe they were trying to say how trustworthy they were they're like hey look aren't we trustworthy we uh fed them all this information in season one and we left them hanging on and now they're back for season two and now we showed some of that but now we're gonna throw even more at them it's one of the it's one of the ones that i i honestly i gotta say i i am a little disappointed in i'm a little disappointed in in how they decided to deliver deliver the season i'm i'm disappointed in in the fact that they decided to push as much as they did at you all the way through it well, we threw a lot of negatives at this. Are there any positives that you can think of that kind of uh, get through to us, in your opinion? The animation is clean. They made, they did their due diligence in making the villains or the people you're not supposed to like people you really don't like. That is something I do enjoy about this. They they definitely uh, pushed the the villain point point of view to where you felt like yes. They are definitely the bad, the bad people. Like, I really don't like them. I'm glad they're going to get their, their just desserts in the end, or at least most of them get their just desserts in the end. I do agree with that. What I will counter with 
is I thought the production value was worth way more than really the story. I think they had a lot more money than they needed on this because the, the anime quality is, is really good. The voice actors specifically fit really well. Like when you hear the voice, you can see that specific character having that specific voice with the exception of the last she, she, she girl. Yeah. Because her laugh was very, she, she, she evil. And then when she's talks, you're like, wait a second, this is just a regular preppy high school girl. So maybe they use that as a jumping off point for if they were to have done season three, she comes out and, She's trying to be evil, but she's really not kind of thing. Yeah, no, it it wouldn't have happened like that. But I I would argue that the the value for it across season one and season two was kind of identical. With the exception of the animation, they stepped up the animation a little bit in season two compared to season one. The voice actors were the same, though, between season one and season two. Okay. Okay. I I can see that. I don't know. I just, from what I could see, it looked way better than what I remember it being, you know? Yeah. No, I, I get it. I mean, I, I hate to throw a lot of negatives at it. I really do. I, I hate to throw that many negatives at it. But at the same time, I, I felt I felt really betrayed by it. I really did. I felt really betrayed by by how it turned out, by the the ending of it, the the story flow of it. I felt betrayed. It it there was so much potential there, and and that's one of the things I, I really see in it is the potential was there. It's just, I got betrayed, and that hurt me. Hurt me deep. <laughs> hurt me deep. <laughs> see, I was always thinking it, 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 not necessarily an emotionally devastating thing. I just personally feel like you were led on, and then the payoff was not worth your investment. A lot like an anime I once watched called No Game, No Life. I think you might have watched it too. I, I, It's one of my personal favorite first six episodes. The last six were awesome too. However, there was never a season two. And they pushed for it super hard, just like here. So, I mean, that's really the only thing I can, I can compare it to. Yeah. You have such great hopes and you're like, oh yeah, this is going to do really well and it's going to be perfect. And then nothing. But I guess that's why there's so many different options out there for anime, you know? That's it. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and just round this up with a nice rating on a scale of a zero to five, sir. How would you rate this uh, show? It's going to get it's going to get a higher as a whole. It's going to get a higher ranking, higher ranking than most. Um, I'm going to give it a four point two. Oh, wow. Why? The potential it has. I'm, I'm still... I'm still in the category. I'm hoping they get to do a third season, and I I would so totally watch it. I would rewatch the first two seasons to prep myself for the third one because its its rewatch value is good enough for me that it's not complete crap. All right, fair enough, sir. Sounds like a good reason to me. What about you? I'm gonna have to go with a uh, a lower score. I'm gonna have 4. to go 1, with a, really okay. No, I'm gonna have to go even lower than that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, with a, four point zero five eight. Flat three. Ah, <laughs> uh, really? Three flat three, and the reason why I give it a flat three, and that's high considering how betrayed I feel and how open ended this ending was. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, 
I, 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 I would have gone lower. I, the, the rewatch value is there. I will give you that. The, the, the fact that, that I still also hold on for hope, even though it's been two years as the time, uh, sorry, three years as of the time of this recording, uh, which we are recording this in June, 2019. Um, it's, it's, I, I still have some hope. I still have some hope. So who knows, who knows? Maybe one of the, uh, producers are listening and they're like oh we still have some fans let's yeah. fuck him over again yeah no kidding <laughs> oh man it's it's bad um but that's why three because of the open ending i, I was hoping for so much more i felt betrayed by it and and it, it just felt they threw so much at you at the end for the last three episodes it was just really disappointing i hear it i hear it all right talk about disappointing Huh. Talking about talking about disappointing. What what's your uh, what's your choice? My choice is going to be Dead Man Wonderland, and this anime came out in uh, 2011. It's 12 episodes long, and its genres are action, sci-fi, horror, and shonen. So I think I've seen it, and you know, honestly, not a bad not a bad pick. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad I have your approval, sir. Uh, I am I'm Just looking forward once. to this. Just this once, nice, nice. <laughs> it is a hundred percent not a slice of life unless you're into it. Unless this is a slice of your life, in which case I feel bad for you. You know, if I mean, like with the title of Dead Man Wonderland, I mean, like what could possibly go wrong? Think of a criminal forced into Disneyland-esque deadly games for the enjoyment of the world. That sounds fantastic. I love it. That's what it is. All right. So join us next week for Dead Men Wonderland. Uh, Feel free to reach out to us in between now and then with what you thought of the asterisk score, whether or not you agreed with us. You can reach out to us on the Twitterverse at Feudal Anime Pod. You can email us at FeudalAnimePodcast at gmail.com. Come till next time. I'm Rick. And I'm Jack. Later. Later. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.